0: Hey guys, hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to share my conversation I recently had with Dr. Amir Dallas diaz We're going to be talking about what I would consider one of the best opportunities many of us have to really take control back in your life professionally and potentially move away from some of the burnout that's commonly happening, and that's physician entrepreneurship. Dr. Diaz has been through this herself. She's started practices, medical practices. She's, she sold them. She has started entertainment business even, and has recently started a practice in, in innovative medicine and has, has a business where she helps lead helps physicians and facilitates a mastermind group which if you're not aware of what a mastermind group is, that's a fantastic way to move this direction. So you'll definitely get something out of that. She also has a a podcast called Design Your Physician Life, where she helps throw out nuggets along the lines of physician entrepreneurship. So she definitely has worked in this area and has experienced it herself. And I think you're going to get some takeaways. And at the end, she even shares a few specific action items to help you start making progress towards that, if that's the direction that you know you wanna go in your life. Excited to share that. And without further ado, let's jump into it right now. Hello everyone. I am excited to be joined by my guest, Dr. Miradales Diaz today. And we're gonna be talking about physician entrepreneurship, which I love as a topic. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Dr. Diaz is an entrepreneur and has been through many different experiences. So we're gonna get into all that sort of experiences and what that looks like to be a physician entrepreneur. But before we jump in, Dr. Diaz, I'd love it if you could give our listeners just a brief background about your story, how you got where you are today.
1: Thanks a lot for having me on the program. I'm so excited to be here. I know that you work a lot with physicians struggling with this precise topic, entrepreneurship and finances, and that's what we've been doing. And we have what we call the Physician Entrepreneur Exclusive Maxalure Mastermind. And I created that because of my experience, as we discussed before. I've been through different entrepreneurial endeavors myself. And at some point, we discovered not too far, not too long ago, we discovered this concept of mastermind where you basically meet to talk about one topic and to advance, to acquire momentum for whatever your enter or your activities. And we decided to do that for physicians because as a physician, I'm truly concerned about what's happening in healthcare in terms of burnout. We have physicians committing suicide 300 to 400 a year. That's three to four medical classes. And I've been burned out myself. I've experienced burnout. And through entrepreneurship, we found that to be a great tool to get us out of that and then get regain control and remain in control of our physician's life. So that's why we have our podcast, Design Your Physician Life. So we give physician-specific top tips on how they can regain that. And then our mastermind, where we meet for six months. So first, when since I was very little, I was always like entrepreneurial. Like when I was at seven years old, my fathers had businesses and I was always wanting to sell out of their businesses, like the children's boutique. And they have many different things going on. They had, besides the children's boutique, they have an ice cream parlor, and I would love to go there and take care of the clients. And I'm telling you, like, I was already like only seven years old when I was doing these things. And then through my life, I was always like so happy when I was working. And I don't know, that's something that I had in me. And I always visualize when I had my job as a physician to have my office out of the example of my pediatrician. My pediatrician, you would go to his office and he was so happy. And they were really entrepreneurs, him and his partner. And that whole concept of ownership and taking care of, the, of your clients, in our case, our patients, was always really dear to me. So when it came the time for me to have our clinic, I say, because my husband helped me do that clinic. By that time, I had already been designing pain clinics. I'm an interventional pain physician out of anesthesiology. And then we had our clinics, we developed them, we won prices for them. And eventually we successfully sold it so that we could take care of our family as our growing family, just trying to take advantage of, oh, I'll just be a doctor for now, let somebody else deal with the business so I can have time for my family. It's been seven years of that. And I truly learned that really that's not me. So we're back. In the interim, we had other clinics. We had another anti-aging clinic. And then we had a an entertainment business. I own songs and we were on TV and media tour with our artists. And then we decided just for us to be the talent. And now the latest project besides our a mastermind for physicians is really that we're putting together an innovative center, innovative medicine wellness center here in Sarasota, Florida.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot over the years and have experienced quite a And that's entrepreneurship, I think, of quintessential, it sounds like you're an entrepreneur from a very early age. And some people notice that early or see that they have the gift and pour into that, but I'm curious if, especially being someone like you are, do you think people are either an entrepreneur or they're not, or do you think anyone has that in them? What are your thoughts on that?
1: One of the things that we've studied about mindset. And I think everything can be really taught, right? We are taught to be physicians. And you might not want these responsibilities in one way, but you want some other things. So you might want to have a good experience for your patient, or you might want your patients, or you have an idea and that comes to you. And I think it can be learned on how to do that. Like everything. We learn medicine. We are not born physicians. We know that we're healers for the most part. We don't know how to do it. So we learn that so i think anybody can learn entrepreneurship like medicine the same way that we invested time learning all those things that took us to the point where we are as physicians today you still have to learn a lot of things to be an entrepreneur and the fact that as a little child i was so excited about all these things doesn't mean that i'm really an entrepreneur because i didn't know about finance i didn't know about how to get money or get loans or get paid this and that and develop products so it's it, these things can be taught Obviously, you have the people who have the tendency. Oh, I would who are more in their spirit, a little bit more restless about what they want to do, and more defined. But I think is as physicians, if we're physicians, we can learn entrepreneurship, and it's a great tool to really regain and, and remain in control of our physician lives.
0: Tell me about that. I'm curious about regaining control because I think that's a lot of the issue behind burnout and. And the challenge in the career and it's, I got into medicine because I love it, but now I'm hating my work. Can you talk about that, that regaining control aspect?
1: When we have our physicians come and I was there myself, we feel like we have so many people in between our plans, our thoughts that we have for that patient and that patient, the experience, the physician, patient experience is really lost. So we have no control nowadays between the expectations from government, insurance, hospitals, and all these other costs and things that are putting, you've been trained to do something and then you get there and you have so many obstacles to do them that when you get through entrepreneurship, you're it. You're the head of the vessel and then you're doing it. And now what we find is that you're able to be a physician for pleasure, for joy. You're not a physician for need. And that's what we've been trying to do. And then regaining control is when you talk about the definition of happiness, the things that make people happy, one of them is to have significance and control of what they do in their lives and contribution. So this is how the tool that we've identified that really gives physicians that, that sort of freedom again. And then you, once you learn these concepts, then it's hard to go back. So you're able to regain control of your life and then you're able to remain in control of your physician life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think back, we had a prior episode where my friends, Dr. Brown's both their last name is Brown. They're married couple, but they were really burned out in primary care. And mainly because it was not how they saw ideally medicine being practiced. That was their number one issue. And that drove them to explore and they're not they would not consider themselves like natural entrepreneurs but that drove them to consider alternatives or solutions or whatever and they explored and found concierge medical practices and started going down that route and then basically started their own practice from scratch where they could have practice medicine on their terms and now they're like five years later as happy as could be in their Medical practice, I can't imagine even retiring. So it's, a, it's, a, it has become the solution to their burnout is actually starting into business for themselves. And I'm sure that's yeah. a lot of people's stories. Uh, Yes.
1: And we have them in in our mastermind. So you can find entrepreneurship within the medical practice, which is ideal for many. We still want to remain doctors. You can also find entrepreneurship by becoming, for example, a real estate investor. Like we have many physicians who have as examples who come as coaches to our practice and they decided that they wanted to invest. They didn't want to really be in the part of doing so much of the work. So they found passive income. Through real estate investments like syndications and things like that and they become an entrepreneur that way and you have to have your own company you have to learn about the loss of that and the taxes and, and the benefits and so you really have to learn that aspect and you're an entrepreneur like that so you can be your and then when they come back to be physicians they don't have to worry about the income that the physician life will give them so they will be happier going to work like all these obstacles we have, that's okay. It doesn't matter because I know I have something that I can live out of by achieving financial independence and ideally financial freedoms through these other investments. And you can do that. There's some other physicians who also find it, you know what, let's, I'm just going to completely step out of medicine, but still use my physician skills. And they might want to become coaches directly coaches for different sorts of topics. Like I'm a coach right now for physician entrepreneurs. And that's what they want to do. And then some want to do a combination or outside. And some might find that they decided to invent the greatest next thing in medicine in terms of devices. And they learn how to get money and get investors and go through that process. So it's been the stories are amazing for how you can get that control back like your friends, Dr. Brown's did.
0: How do you start to find that or how do you start that path?
1: Some people know what they want already. What I see is that many of our Max Mastermind members, they're really so burnt out, like you're numb with the pain of this and you get lost. So you have to really do some work. One of the things that we do is that we try to define the vision and try to find you. We go through a series of exercises where you find your vision. We treat you. We treat your life as you would treat a business, like trying to find the meaning, the mission, defining your mission, your vision. And then defining your why, because if people tell you, oh, you have to find your why, but you are cannot think to find what's this why they're talking to me Mm -hmm. about.
0: What do you mean?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, why? why are you talking? So we go through a series of exercises to define first the things that you would like to lead your life. Like you want to live your life based on what? So we go through that exercise and then let's go through your day. Let's define that. and Let's define what you want out of life. And then once you know that, then we go into the different things that are your interest. Maybe you have an idea and you haven't explored it before. Maybe you already have a business, but you're stuck. Maybe you want to learn a different skill. And then that's when we get into those. But you really have to work on defining these things before being successful, because there's not going to be base. One of the things that I found out when I was burned out is that you're so tired, you want something to happen. And one of the things that you might want to get to is that I don't care what it is. I'll just add it onto my life and I'll see if it works. But it's not going to work if you don't have a solid plan, a solid base. And in medicine, we have all that. Like we've been trained for so many years. So that's there, that solid base is there of knowledge. But we don't necessarily have the entrepreneurial concept. For example, somebody might come to you and say, As a doctor, do you want to be medical director for this? And then you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm so tired of this thing on the side could give me some extra money and then I could get out of it. But do you really know what medical directorship would entail? And still, it's not your business. Still not. that. So we get all these things. So we have to define that first. And then you get to to see what things you want to do and you can do and you can be successful at.
0: Yeah. We have a lot of, you mentioned real estate. A lot of people we work with bring up real estate or try or start into real estate. And whether it's they start buying rental houses or syndications, or there's a bunch of different flavors of real estate, but a lot of them struggle with it. And I like what you said about values and purpose and leading with that, because I think the number one reason where they get hung up on it is like, you were also saying, it's like they're adding on. Especially if you're buying real estate direct owner. If you're buying a rental property, it's a completely new thing that gets added. It's a
1: business.
0: It's a business. Yeah. And
1: one rental property should be seen as a business. So one rental property should have ideally its own LLC for asset protection, for tax purposes. It's a business. Then you have to see, make sure that what that rental you're buying, what the restrictions of the area are. Maybe you're gonna get yep. a rental and then they're gonna suddenly say, Oh, we're not accepting any of that type of rentals anymore in the area. And then you have to have your team that's gonna help you so that you don't have to be with the toilet thing in the middle of the night. You have to do right. management. How do you deal management. with the, when they
0: leave? What if they don't pay? Yes. What's your late policy? Like, how do you have a lease? What do you do? When I've gotten I've had a, I had one rental property and then now I have none, but I've gotten the call in the middle of the night that like the toilet's overflowing. <laughs> So who, who handles that and when, and then what happens when it causes marital problems because your spouse is like, this is ridiculous. You're not, you don't get calls in the middle of the night to deal with the rental property when you already have a job. So I think the issue is that there's a bunch of issues, but it's like adding on top of an already full plate. Like when you add stuff, you have to say no to other stuff. When you say yes to new stuff, you have to say no to unless you have extra capacity, but if you're the type of person that like all of us, that's always saying they're busy all the time, then if you're like that, then in order for you to add a new thing, you have to say no to something else. Cause it's just time in time out. And, and then the and values then... part is the other big thing. Like they don't have a passion at all. They're like, in fact, they have the reverse. They hate it. Like they, they're not interested, or maybe they have really A soft spot to where they're not going to be able to collect rent or something, or they just haven't gone through the process like you're describing of like thinking about it. What's the purpose of it? What's my why? What's my values? What's the values of the business? And getting that right on the front end first before they even get into the business. It's just more. I did the business because my buddy said so, or or I did it because I my parents did it and they made good money in it.
1: Would you choose urology because your parents said so? I mean, it's common.
0: Yeah, people do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but
1: you wouldn't you wouldn't choose a medical specialty because your parents said right. so. You wouldn't be into OBGYN you have, or a pediatrician. These are things that, are, that deliver passion to some extent. And any business, for it to be longer lasting, you should have some sort of passion. And one of the things that uh, physicians don't know is that first, maybe your friend who has a successful house, they probably have a passion for it and they have the knowledge that they have acquired somehow. Because to have a successful business, you either do it like, through coaching or experience that you've had for a long time, it's a process. It's not that successful. The other thing is that your friends, they chose that and maybe they didn't choose something else because they didn't like that something else. And for you to be able to choose, you have to know your options. And if you don't know your options and you just grab whatever comes to you, you don't know if you're really doing a good investment. You have to learn about that to be successful and one thing is that nowadays, more than ever, we have ways as physicians of learning these things. There's tons of people who are successful at this. So I would tell you, don't do any financial investment without knowing about it, without being coached, without really finding your, your basis, covering them, and then do your plan. Because these are not emergencies. It's not an emergency that you have to buy. Mm. Nobody's bleeding if you don't buy that house right now. And then that deal, oh, it might tell you, oh, this deal is gonna be over. you know what? The next deal is gonna come.
0: Yeah. And that's something like,
1: oh, there's no urgency for that. Oh, but the change the numbers are changing, the things are it's better that you know what you want and you know how to do it before you you invest that that sort of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, actually it's not an investment, it's losing your money.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's and none of us wanna do that is there specific stories that come to mind that come to mind for you of people that are hung up and because i can i've had times in my life where i'm really overworked and i'm thinking more of the hours my plates full scenario and i know we work with some people that are in this situation it's something there's something about when you have say it's your work and it, your work fits, fits, 60, 50, 70 hours a week or whatever. And you have a family at home with kids and commitments that, and you know, you don't like it or you're burned out, but there's no space in your life to even start to make any progress. Like how do you work through that? If there's no space to even, cause we know we've gone through. Well, we know this
1: space. So we make the space so we have to learn about priorities. What's the priority here? Really to get out of that situation, that burnout, because you're going to die. Either you're going to commit suicide or you're going to be so unhappy. Something bad's going to happen. You can lose your marriage. It's You can lose your children. Yeah. It's not sustainable. I'm going to give you this example, which is, I think, the, the, a wonderful example. Bariatric surgeon, female, three children, okay, with problems at home. On call, going to the hospital every single day for five years in a row. No vacation, okay. With all these challenges coming with with the with COVID problems coming, where the volumes went down, and the pressures of the hospital, and then wanting to partner with people who are really not quality physicians, and having directorship of different three different programs, where she started these programs, brought a lot of of, of resources for the hospital and more income and still hasn't made any extra money on those positions that she has. So she has no control over those things. Once we still remain in the community, tired. How can you talk to somebody who has called every single day? She has, goes to the hospital. The other day, going out, goes out to dinner, goes home to her children and gets called to the hospital, goes home back again at four in the morning to start again at eight in the morning rounding for five years. So you talk to somebody like this, they're exhausted, they don't know, and you have to count them and tell them, you know what, this is what you're going to do. And sometimes that's what it takes, that's what it took for this position. And now with one hour of these meetings a week, they find out once they define what they have to do, what they can do, what the possibilities are that you can remain, then the time will come. You will make the time, trust me. If you're, if somebody calls you that your house is burning, you're going to make the time, Mm. you know, you're going to leave everything. If something's happening to your child, you leave everything and then you go there and this is what's happening. Our homes are burning. We're burned out. Our relationships are burned out. Our relationships with ourselves, with our family, with our friends. And we just have to make the time. If you make these commitments of one hour a week, you'll see how you make the time for the rest. And then you learn where you have to prioritize. Now you learn what to say yes to and what to say no to. But it's a commitment you have to recognize. It's like somebody who's sick, somebody who has, a, unfortunately, somebody who has a like problem with an addiction or a mental problem in some sort of way, which is this is mental health, right? Burnout is mental health. Once you recognize that the problem is there, you have to seek the solution. And it has to really come from you. And then we have now the resources to do that. And then after all this is taken care of, that's when you go to Daniel. Hey, Daniel, where can I put my money? Which type of property is this a good deal? Because you're not going to invest in a good deal before you talk to Daniel, your financial advisor. And you say, can you, and then you run the numbers by Daniel. And then he will tell you, hey, that deal doesn't sound good. Don't invest there. Oh, this deal, please don't let this one go. This is your, but you have to solve all those things first.
0: Yeah, you got to get that balance. There's never a perfect balance, too. That's another thing. Like perfectionism is common itself. That's a separate problem. But balance. That's why I'm hesitant with the word balance because it's not really possible. <laughs> but it's like not
1: perfect. You have, you know, for example, if I, do I exercise every day. Do I meditate every day? Do I don't? I know that I do the days that I do, and I know that it's a priority. And you have to every day. That comes into habits, right? And then yeah. your habits. And that's another section that we teach about habits and the things that you have to make you successful. But you have to be aware. These Mm -hmm. things have to come where you are intentionally planning your life, intentionally planning your day. And it's not like Mm -hmm. you're going to go crazy doing the planning, but you're going to go crazy if you don't plan.
0: Yeah, you got to take a time out. And I think even just have some silent time, maybe once a week or I don't know, a little bit is key it's if i take a day off of work and i'm solo by myself and no less interruptions that's when most of the ideas start coming and you can think outside your day-to-day but like taking so it does tie into time which is difficult because time is already already in your head you're used to these commitments and so you have to carve it out at the end of the day yeah but
1: think about this do you want to be an information consumer all the time where you're consuming a movie that somebody else made, a TV show that somebody else made, and movie a a news that somebody else made or whatever, it is a joke, whatever it is all day long or do you want to be creative? For you to be creative, you need that time, space like yeah. no nothing. And it's not only talking about the cell phone or social media. You need time on your on your own. Mm. If it's in the shower or whatever. whatever. You have to need some time where you can create, you cannot create if you have noise in your head all the time yep. and that you have to carve out and you have to carve out time for you to get out of the hole that you cannot get, you cannot get out of the problem. If the hose is right there on top of you and you're staying under that hose, how are you going to drive? Mm-hmm. You're never going to get dry. You're never going to get out of the problem. Mm-hmm. You have to get out of yep. there.
0: I mentioned perfectionism. I think it seems like that's common. I don't know. Everybody's got a little bit of it. And like I have some of it in me. But in medicine, I think that's maybe they attract people that are perfectionist or maybe it like gets furthered in training. I don't know. But I think that makes it even more challenging possibly to go the entrepreneurship route because entrepreneurship is like failures guaranteed pretty much. You're like putting yourself out there in some ways to your idea or whatever is you're putting it out in the world. And, you know, there's a chance it's going to completely flop.
1: It's a combination of both things. I think as the way that we go as physicians, we develop a career that you're expected to be the best from before you're a doctor, right? The screening to be a physician, like you have to be so good at so many things or otherwise you won't be a physician. It starts way before from when we're very young. And that's not to say that there's people who don't have the best reasons till they make to medical school and they're like probably better physicians than anybody else. But it starts from there. And then once you're in, forget it. If you make a mistake, something bad's gonna happen, right? Yep. So you don't want anything bad to happen. And in terms of entrepreneurship, it's the same thing like you fear however it's like it's crazy like you have this doctor oh somebody told me they purchased this home I'm gonna buy one and then just make it a rental like it doesn't make sense right and then they have more work instead of just trying to really and not being afraid at that point of failing because they think that it is the see one do one teach one kind of thing too which is not in this case but perfectionism, yes, keeps us a lot from uh, us from doing a lot of things. One of the things that I mentioned is that it's not an emergency. So you can train yourself. And there's a lot of teaching and resources and coaching that you can prepare yourself the same way like you did for medicine. You don't have to wait as long. Obviously, it's a much quicker, like for us it's six months and people are really doing great things within six months. And then you can prepare yourself before you go to the failure. Like anything else, if you do enough medicine, they said that you're gonna be sued. Like if people is over ninety yeah. percent chance, if you get into your seventy, into your sixties, and you're practicing medicine, that at least you're gonna be sued once. So that's failure. It's not failure, but it's just something not a good outcome there. That, yes. that you have that in your life. The same thing with business. Yes, you can fail. The important thing is that if you educate and if you plan, you're really gonna mitigate that the losses and. That's what we have resources, and you really have just to carve that little time out. That's it.
0: Yep, carving the time out. That's. Do you have specific actions people can take that are to move? Maybe I'm in, I'm doing the traditional practice. I'm grinding it out, working, and I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta change this. This is something's got to change. Something's got to give. Do you have specific actions that that type of person can take? I'm talking today, like quick steps.
1: First is recognizing that we all have a problem there. That's if you don't recognize that you really need change, you're not going to be because people can say, oh, you know what? That's okay. I have all these things and I can take it and I can do it and I can just keep going. But we really have to take, like you were saying, that pause and then think about ourselves first. So that would be the first thing that I would say. Number two, we're really the sum of who we associate with, right? You are who you are hanging out with. And if you're hanging out with people who are burnt out or negative or all the time, that's the vibe that's going to surround your life. And that's how you're going to behave. So you have to really surround yourself with people that you see more successful. Maybe you see, you identify somebody around you who's happier. Maybe they have that rental that's really working really well for them. But it's not just going about to get a rental because they have one. It's really asking them, ask the people around you, they're really willing to help. They're really wanting to tell people nowadays what they've done that they're successful at and they can hook you up with other learning uh, opportunities so that you learn before you do. In terms of resources for physicians, like online, for example, you can go to Facebook, LinkedIn. For physicians specifically, there's quite a few groups and you can explore that. There's a lot of physicians wanting to help each other to mention some, We, I belong, if you're a female physician, there's female physician entrepreneurs is one group. There's physician side gigs, which anybody can, any physician for the most part can join these type of groups. There's leverage and growth. Summit is a meeting that happens once a year. And that's where I started my first mastermind. And you can look online. Many is that a conference, Leveraging Growth? That's a conference, yeah. And there's many different conferences that are happening. Yeah, I know White Code Investors is very popular and they have tons of financial topics. And, they,
0: and then they have non-financial. They have like total wellness and they seem mm-hmm. to cover a lot of topics there.
1: Exactly. And then you have coaches. Like our coaching group is Max Salure. Mastermind is M-A-X-A-L-U-R-E. And we get in small groups. You have, we coach small groups of 10 and we want to coach in a group because you really grow in a group, but we want to coach in small groups because we want everybody to have the opportunity to participate. There are some other groups that are bigger and some other physicians who are really teaching and coaching for bigger. The other thing is that in our group we have, you can call it like holistic, we don't really call it holistic, but we have six pillars where we help you to really figure out your vision, get you through these steps. And then we take people who have already businesses were very successful. For example, we have this particular mastermind coach. She's financially free. She handles right now over $200 million in assets through syndication. And she did this process within less than five years, really closer to three years. And she's been on Rast mastermind as a member and now as a coach. And uh, we've talked about branding for in her case, right? So I don't have to teach her about business, but we talk about branding and then we bring an expert for branding and we help them. So it doesn't matter which stage people are, they can benefit from the work that we do in terms of either defining what they want for change, personal change, defining their business that they want or acquiring momentum for their current business. So those things you can do first, identify what that you really have a problem
0: yeah,
1: these are to, I, to yeah, that's like anything, right? Yeah, yeah, burnout and being in control is really a, a mental situation. Then finding surrounding yourself by people who are really useful, going to groups that can help you and then considering seriously considering coaching because unlike other things, medicine was very long to becoming a doctor. We can really help physicians within six months to have these plans and they're ready to go for whatever it is in their personal or business life.
0: And then the sky's the limit. I completely agree with you. And you made me think of a few things as you were going through that. It seems like you were saying, recognizing it is always like that first step and then committing to make a change. I was, uh, I do volunteer work sometimes at a homeless shelter in Lexington. And I was doing it this morning, actually. That's why I'm wearing a baseball cap and a t-shirt he's wearing a baseball cap which is
1: backwards by the way (laughs) and a t-shirt
0: but anyway I was doing that this morning and we so I do outreach which is we go out and talk to homeless people and try to help them come up with solutions basically so there was a guy we were talking to and he, he was he's addicted to drugs and went through rehab and yeah, had a slip up and was back on the streets because of it but what was so he was telling his story but what was unique so i've talked to a bunch of homeless people on the streets but what was unique about this guy this morning is he was like i'm ready to go send me because the guy i'm with is like the resource guy he's i'll connect you with this rehab or we can get you here we just got to plug you in when we find a guy like that we plug him in so that's what i've learned in it is like the majority of them are like not ready, but this guy was like on it and ready. And he's just, I'm. I know I need to get help. I'm ready to get help. And that's what I was talking to the other guys I was with about it. And they're like, yeah, when you get somebody like that, when they recognize it, It's just about plugging them in with the resources, which is just exactly what you were saying. You were giving us that's the
1: main. That's the main predictor of success, right? Once you have somebody who wants to do it, you just give them. There's something that they mentioned that when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens.
0: Yeah, and then the second part about it, I thought was interesting. It's like you. I always say it like you're the average of your five best friends. That's like a Jim Rohn quote. I don't know if you've seen that before but
1: yeah you have it, to leave by, by, by actually that's another tip okay before you you tell me the rest Jim Rohn the ultimate Jim Ron library so read that actually yeah. it's not a reading it's an audiobook. Audio oh it's yeah Jim Rohn audiobook.
0: everything is fantastic yeah. but that that's but a good... the
1: ultimate Jim Rohn library if you do that and you also do reach that pour that those two things then you're like fired <laughs> that's another thing you can do right away today Go and buy those.
0: And put it in your car. You can listen to it in your car, too, if you have a CD player. Do people still have CD players? I have a CD player in my car, so <laughs> you can listen to it on your MP3 or whatever in your car. Jim Rohn is great. I listened to his stuff for a year straight in my car as I was driving. and it's... Our
1: whole family, our 16 years old, know Jim Rohn.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. Jim Rohn. The whole He's...
1: family knows Jim Rohn and reach that for that.
0: Yes, those are two great resources. And those are the
1: books that we read, that we listen to. But yeah, those two is, yeah, they're the Bibles. And that's like
0: getting your mind, the philosophy, like getting the, get your head in the right spot.
1: Philosophy.
0: Philosophy. Yeah, he's an old guy. He talks a little unique, but it's fantastic content, I promise. But yeah, like you're the average of your five best friends. So this guy is about to go to rehab again. And what the guy that, the connector that I was with, he's, we got to find the right, it's all about getting him into the right rehab place because we want him around the people that are going to lead him in the right direction. So it's, if you can get these, and even you can be proactive about it too. When I realized I could, it's not like you want to fire friends, but like you can choose your friends, right? You You can love
1: your friends. You can love your family. You can love them. You don't stop loving them, but hang out with people with, similar interests, you, like-minded people. And then you have the time for your family and friends. And then you have the time where you're going to be growing and getting out of this burnout experience. And that's going to be where you're going to be spending most of your time if you really want to heal mm-hmm. and if you really want to take control of your life again.
0: Yeah, so if your buddies, you sit around after work and they're like, "Oh, work sucks. I'm doing nothing about it." Stop hanging out with them. Go you could still love them, but you got to the time that's terrible for your mentality. It just rubs off onto you, even if you don't really realize it, but I love those action items. They're very good. So where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about your coaching and your services and your, you got a great podcast too. You got all kinds of stuff.
1: Thank you. I love my podcast. I have to say I like it. It's <laughs> called design your physician life. So you can find us on any platform, Apple, Google, Spotify. It comes through Buzzsprout, for those who know Buzzsprout, and it's called Design Your Physician Life. And there you will learn specific tips that you can work right away and trying to define really what you want to do. We have alternatives. We have successful physicians, for the most part, who have done this before. They have nothing different than you have as a physician. We don't. We just decided to take action. We decided to learn about ourselves and just decided to go for it so that we can either continue to be a servicing our patients or decide a different pathway as physicians. The other one is the main one is Max Maxallure. It's Maxalure.com, M-A-X-A-L-U-R-E. And that's our mastermind, our physician entrepreneur mastermind. Actually our next cohort is started on is starting on in August at the end of August. So we only take 10 people. So we please recommend that if you want it, we do 10 people per cohort. And there you it's a six month commitment yeah. once a week. And we get to really meet each other. We become friends to the point that I, just last week, I was at one of them's wedding, and we met online. Oh yeah, so you you're involved
0: and, in it with yeah. the masterminds.
1: I'm um, absolutely like I learned the same with everybody. I'm I'm the facilitator of the mastermind. Different from other masterminds is one is for physicians. Number two is small groups, and we have one-on-one coaching with different. Coaches that you're going to go through one-on-one. You get coached privately by me, by project management expert. You also get coached in front of the group by an expert who has done what you want to do. Once we identify what you want, or something that could help you, we get you a coach that you either want to get. If I can get them, I'll get them from you for you, or or I have I know who's going to help you, and we bring them. And everybody goes that, grows that way. And at the end, you live with a blueprint, specific blueprint of what your next three months can look like after you leave us. But at, by then you've learned so many opportunities, alternatives that it's really mind opening. People are getting these, how do you call them? They're transforming their lives, getting back in yep. control. They're not lost. tell really, I was so lost here and now I'm doing so much better. So maxallure.com, come and yep. join one of our webinars. They're coming out later in July. And then you can also this is twenty twenty two and then you can also go to our sign up sign up. We start at the end of august twenty twenty
0: two yeah, I'm a big fan of mastermind the setup of or, or study groups or working with your peers, especially masterminds great because when you have a facilitator and if you can pair it up with what you're looking to do, you can like leverage other people and you know their success and learn from them and you know because What unfortunately happens a lot of times we try to do things alone and that's not a great way to go. We can't, we can only get so far alone and we have to ultimately work with other people. And I think that's where it's at, especially intentionally selecting these other people that are in the wheelhouse of what you, and there's the accountability of working through that process for people that are really wanting to move that direction. The mastermind setup is like fantastic. That's Trust that's me, I'll make you
1: accountable. Every week we report in front of each other. So <laughs> we have accountability. So every week we have what we call the minute of accountability. So you have a minute to tell us what you've done, exactly what you've done for your business in the last week. And then we have the support. So we have the support of the community. We have the support of all these coaches. And then the, the coaching itself that happens. And mm-hmm. have a, we have a curriculum that we've identified based on our previous masterminds, things that people really ask regularly. And we have workshops and challenges and our Facebook groups and things that you really have to grow.
0: Yeah, I love it. Awesome. It's been fun and appreciate you coming on today.
1: Thank you very much for having us and thanks for all you do for us physicians. Thank you for having this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Have a great day.
0: Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting you can find more info about us at com.